Welcome to Solid Steps Radio. My name is Chad Russell. That is Kurt Souter. He is the head honcho. Is that what it says on your card, by the way? Head yeah, honcho yeah. of yeah. furtherstoneministries.org. And we are Solid Steps Radio, and we are a show for men, by men. We talk about things from a man's perspective. The ladies listen to, and we appreciate that. But we're, we're talking to the guys, primarily. And guys, we believe that you were meant to walk with God through Jesus Christ, and that's part of your destiny as a man. Same thing for women. They're destined to walk with God as well, but we're talking to the guys. And so last week, we had Jack Webster on uh, of the Leadership Challenge uh, book. He's not of that book, but that is a, a, a curriculum, a book that he has just been steeped in for a couple decades now. And um, he is with Josiah Venture of josiahventure.com. But we were talking leadership last week, and we had five principles from that book, and we got to cover the first two. We're going to cover the rest of the three today. So if you want to hear that show in its entirety, uh, we would encourage you to do that. The two go hand in hand together. Go to Facebook and look on our Facebook page, Solid Steps Radio. You can also type in Solid Steps Radio at iTunes, SoundCloud.com, or you can go to furtherstoneministries.org, click on the mic, and you can hear last week's show in its entirety, commercial free. So we're talking today with Jack about the rest of those principles in the Leadership Challenge. So Jack, welcome back, man. Thanks. It's great to have you back. And uh, so what what we want to do is just kind of continue to unpack this Leadership Challenge. Talk, now, just to remind us, the Leadership Challenge, you, you've been doing this for the last 20, 25 plus years. Yes, sir. And it, it really shaped and 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 uh god used it in a powerful way in your world as a leader yes and i've been able to use it in many different countries and many different situations my wife told me one time jack you've done this so long why don't you just use scripture <laughs> i said because this is easier to follow uh, i'll let me follow the research material and then i'll back it up and support it with scripture just like when you go to a marriage counseling seminar that like somebody's packaged it up real nice so this is a, a great packaging of biblical principles on leadership that you can use in a corporate world and get away with it. Well, and not only in the corporate world, but Everywhere. In, in, in the family world. But I say corporate world because there's rules. It's called the Equal Employment Opportunity Act. You have to be, you can't just open up the Bible and say, we're going to lead in this company the way Jesus leads. But I can present this material in such a way that it will be just pretty close. Uh, and in fact, the believers in the room will start figuring it out real quickly, and the non-believers will come up at a break and go, "Wow, where'd you get those proverbs?" It's. Uh, I I think it's. I, I have used um, this little phrase, "Model the way," mm-hmm. uh, in in my ministry and with my family. I mean, just over and over again. So uh, you have a story. I do about modeling the way. So I we use this material for years. I used it here uh, in Louisville when I was uh, with Farm Credit Services of Mid-America. I moved to Omaha, started using it there. And this modeling the way, I wasn't often able to get a good example that I would want to use. So I leave the corporate world. It was in January 2005. Linda tricks me into going to a really hard mission trip to Ghana with Charlie Vitito. It was hot. It was (laughs) hot and miserable. And I see Charlie, this dentist, sitting down showing a, a Ghanaian pastor how to be how to do dentistry so he could go out into villages and heal and preach and heal and teach and how that ministry could go on without Charlie being there and I was going oh my goodness you know I, I'm seeing leadership up close and personal in fact that cost me my next job I think I was 
being interviewed to be a CEO of another big company and the owner asked me one night, so you're kind of a leadership guy. What could you tell me to help me be better at leadership? And uh, I said, well, maybe you'd leave all your wealth behind uh, and your dad's money and the nice car and the house and go to some really hard place and let God use you to serve others. Well, I didn't get that job. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. He didn't buy into no, that. No, he didn't like that. Um, but we often we don't. We often in America, we will use a credit card. We'll use we'll use something other than relying on God and using biblical principles to lead or to serve or to follow. We'll just we'll just try to fix it. And I I do that. You know, if something's broken, I'll just fix it instead of going, Oh God, what what should I be doing here? And what's God's word say about? how I should lead through this or follow through this. And God, who should I be listening to in my life to lead me? Because it's often, it's almost always not someone in a position of authority over me. Mm. It's a friend, it's a neighbor, it's a... I have a, a neighbor right now, I love this man, he's getting cancer treatments. He has an incredible influence on me. And uh, I gotta be careful here, because I don't think he'll listen, but he's someone I'd, I've talked to about the Lord. And I'm thinking he is, he is leading me in ways he doesn't understand. I'm not sure he's my brother in Christ, and that's okay. Because it says, love your neighbor. I love this neighbor. And I'm watching his peaceful life. I'm watching things about him. I go, that's cool. That's cool. Anyway. We, we, well, back to what we talked about last week. You know, we are all constantly teaching Yes. We're constantly leading. And learning. And learning. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we are never not <clears throat> learning. We are never not teaching. Yes. And, um, and we can do that in the context of outside the church. And we can do that outside of those who even know the Lord. Outside, always. always. Uh, I mean, we can <laughs> learn because it's, it's not God's truth is always God's truth. Yes. And, and, I, and I think sometimes we talk about leadership. People mistakenly think of a uh, hierarchical top-down organization that's not that's not what we're talking about we're talking about influencing others we're talking about having them share in a struggle for something that's awesome for all of us together and sometimes that's in the workplace very often it's not matter of fact often for us men it's in our home Mm -hmm. it's our children it's our wife jack you said last week of these five practices of of an exemplary leader uh, the first one is model the way we talked about last week, inspired a shared vision. Yes. But you said, if I had to choose only one, mm-hmm. you would choose what? Model the way. It's had, and I look back at the influence that people have had on me. You're doing uh, a wilderness day that had an impact on me. You were modeling. Bill Weedman showing me martial arts had a big impact on me physically, spiritually. In fact, Bill and I became friends teaching, preaching to the youth before he even started the, the martial arts. I've just, but it was me watching Bill live a godly life that made me want to be with Bill. Uh, it's where I go to results by design right now, watching these coaches that really care about our physical conditioning, not just doing the exercise, but the right nutrition, the right lifestyle. It's seeing others do things well that have a big influence. Well, and you mentioned in the break, Jack, that your own kids are modeling for you how to take care of your body. Yeah, as I've gotten older, I've not I've probably been as careful about my conditioning, but my children and uh, their spouses, are they take care of themselves. They, they have, uh, in fact, now we all have Olympic uh, 
bumper plates in our basements or garages, and we lift and we exercise. And, and I'm doing that very much encouraged by seeing my own children take good care of their bodies. Just by yes. being an example. Yes. Modeling the way. To, um, so model the way is the first principle. Number two is inspired Inspire a shared vision. Shared vision. Talk yes. talk about that just a little bit, and then we're gonna uh, next segment. We're gonna talk about the the re- the rest of these principles. So a shared vision is something that we would mutually want to struggle together for for mutual benefit. So I'm not gonna work real hard just so you can get more money or a better job or a nicer car. But no, I'll I will work with you on that because I think we'll all we'll all be better for it. You know, Martin Luther King Jr. talked about you know having a young boy and a young girl play together well. That wasn't that wasn't for him. That was for the future. He wanted freedom throughout. So he was inspiring a vision of of freedom in America, freedom everywhere. And what you were gonna... no, I'm, I was going to say you know when we think about and in, in, inspire this shared vision. Many times the us, us dads, us husbands, what. Well, I think we need to really have a, a, the principle of sacrifice to demonstrate that. Yes, and it's not a, it's not state of vision, or I used to say television. It's inspire a shared vision. How can we all benefit from this, and what would we all be willing to do together? So sometimes when things don't succeed, we got to look and think, why didn't that work? Well, it's because I barked out an order. So I may get compliance, but I didn't get commitment. They may, they may do what I told them to do, but it's going to stop right there. But if, but if together we can say, if we did these things, we could be there, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do those things. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's more forward-looking, uh, and it's more collegial. It's not autocratic. It's not top-down. Jesus talked about things that were for us. I mean, so I, I could have eternal life, so I could have an abundant life, so I could have joy, so I could live at peace with all men. He didn't just talk about what it was for him he talked in terms that would that would why would i want to follow him because it'd be a beautiful thing and most of us when someone says something do you know what a whiff them is it's what's in it for me that's the first thing so you say be on the radio program well what's in it for me well what's in it for me an opportunity to glorify god that's what's in it for me because we kind of naturally think that way so that's when jesus says i have come to give you life and life to the full, to, yes. to uh, life abundantly, and by doing that, I mean he's he is inspiring yes. this vision of what it means to follow him wholeheartedly. Yes, that's good stuff. That's rich. So we're gonna <clears throat> take a break, and we're gonna come back. And over the next three segments of today's show, we're gonna talk about the other five principles in the leadership challenge, which Jack has been uh, teaching, living and trying to uh, help influence other people to go through as well in their lives. And we're going to talk about those coming up here in a minute. So if you want to hear any of our past show, go to Facebook, iTunes, or SoundCloud. And then we're going to hear these next few principles over the next few segments. Come back and join us on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Hope you're coming back. If you're not and you're just joining us, thanks for listening. We are a show for men by men talking about things from a man's perspective. And we're talking about leadership today. And if you say, well, I'm not a leader. I don't own a company or I'm not in politics or CEO of a corporation. Well, that's not necessarily what we're talking about. We're not talking about hierarchy. Our guest said it's not about hierarchy. It's about influencing others, which ultimately is what leadership is. You could be leader. You could be influencing the people above you. Mm-hmm. And that's what leadership is. And we're talking about that today with Jack Webster. In the first couple of segments, or first show last week, we talked about 
um, leadership. And we want to thank the people who are leading us by helping sponsoring and partnering with us financially. Ellen and Credit Union, they're a great local lender. Uh, Frank Enterprises, who does a lot of outdoor drainage and irrigation uh, issues. Uh, Vision First, they help you see. I know I need that. Uh, Bright Star Home Care, they help you get along. If you need to figure out how you can keep your loved ones in their own homes without having to or maybe having to transition them into full-time care, Bright Star helps do that. Dan Hart Financial helps with your finances. And uh, Sue Ann Corralia. <clears throat> Corralia. Corralia. See? Okay. Sue Ann. Uh, she helps people uh, get young children get uh, swim ready uh, to be able to survive if they ever fall in a body of water. She helps them be able to float and uh, stay safe. So, Chad uh, and Jack, we, we're talking about this whole leadership challenge, model the way, inspire a shared vision. The third principle is challenge the process. Challenge the <laughs> process. What in the world is that about? By the way, I have to say something. This is typically a semester in college or a three-day seminar <laughs> or a big, thick book. So I mean, we are just flipping over some little stuff. So if any of this makes sense, and I don't get any commission, but maybe you ought to read the book because uh, it's just packed with uh, – and, uh, and the book actually gives you the basis for this is statistically validated – that points right to scripture, which I think is amazing. But challenge the process, it's experiment, take risks, do something different. I mean, so Kurt, do you think Jesus ever did something like out of the norm? Do you think? Maybe. Yeah, uh, maybe like step grab, into, well, okay, well, we'll take turns. Yeah, I'm thinking about the time he grabs a whip and is overturning the tables. <laughs> yeah, and I love and, that one. I mean, he's just complete. you talking about challenging the process. Yeah, what about, I, I seems like maybe he healed somebody on the Sabbath. <laughs> uh, I think maybe he walked into a room and got up and started reading the word when he was, was he 12? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, so all of a sudden you go, wow, this is not, normal <laughs> and so leadership if you're wanting to lead it means you want to go somewhere different somewhere new so you wouldn't do it the same old way you would do it a different way so if you're a, a lender you try a new type of loan process if you're a, a home builder maybe you try a different construction if, if everybody's doing it the same way but you you try different things if you're a dad and you're not getting the results that you want uh, with your family you might go, hmm, maybe it's because my processes are bad. I need to challenge my own processes. I need, I need to set, I need to model the way on how I start my day. Mm. I need to model the way on what happens when I get home. I can't remember, I heard this from somebody. They put a hook on the door, and when they come home, they, they kind of magically hook their work on the door before they come into the house so they can be with their kids. I mean, maybe we need to challenge our process. How, how are we conducting ourselves and is that getting in the way of being an effective leader in our own home? So real, I mean, it's really stepping outside the box yes. and going, okay, I need to think differently. I need to, I need to really explore if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna truly influence people. I've got to challenge what I've been my personally what I've been doing, which is following Christ is you know most examples. If you want to get rich, give it away. You know, somebody hits you, you turn the cheek. I mean, it's like, whoa, wait a minute. This, this, isn't, this isn't sound rational. It is challenging my own thought processes. I, I am a new creature in Christ. I'm going to conduct myself in a way. Uh, when, when I wanted to marry Linda, uh, I wasn't a believer, and her Baptist pre uh, preacher basically said, hey, if you do well, 
financially, who's going to get the credit? And I went, me? <laughs> I'm amazing. <laughs> you know? And he kind of laughed. And he said, and if your marriage does well, who gets the credit? And I go, well, I guess us. And he said, no, I think it's, I think that'd be a gift from God. And matter of fact, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation. And he basically explained, he goes into explaining tithing to me. Tithing? I mean, I was a finance major. I owned the pinball machines in campus. I was, I was all about earning money, making money, not wanting to live like I did when I was young. And he said, Jack, you need to tithe. And he explained tithing. <laughs> you got to remember, I was not a believer. And, but I wasn't there yet, but he said, do you know what God will say of you if you don't tithe? Said, no, he'll call you a thief. A thief? Yeah. Malachi says, will a man rob God? Well, a man robs God. You know, he does not bring in the tithes and offering. And I turned to Linda and I said, we will tithe. And, and I'm not, I'm not get, expecting jewels for this. We tithe from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that, that significantly challenged my processes. And when I became a believer, uh, Eight months later, I was a broken man when I realized all I had done is given 10% Mm. to the father who had sacrificed his son for me. So that was, that's the closest personal example I've got to challenging, here's a finance guy, and God says, no, there's a better way. In fact, those are my assets. Return them to me. And so we do, and I love it. And I feel a blessed man that he has given Lynn and I the gift of giving. I love it. That's not... That is not me. That's him. He challenged my process. And, and then, he, then he expects you and wants you to challenge the process so that you can model that for yes. others. Yes. You know, I, I want my children to see it. I want it. Yeah. I mean, it's something. The scripture is clear about not letting the right know what the left does. But within the home, the kids figure out where your priorities are. And, yeah, you might. Yes, it's important. Give, uh, Jack, talk. give us some other examples about... Uh, challenging the process of, of, of trying to make improvements, you know, whether it be in the home front, in, in, in the context of marriage, helping our kids, you know, or, or in the work world. Give us, a, give well, us some. Well, you've had them on the show, but Linda's ministry, Empower Approach, is an incredible example of that. They're going into countries and empowering uh, these pastors to do medical, dental, other type of skills so they can go heal and preach and heal and teach. Uh, it's risky. Uh, she's in dangerous places often when she does that. And it's amazing. And it's not for the money. I can guarantee you that. It's for God's glory. So that's a, a lot of missions work is challenging the process. You're saying, I'm, I am not satisfied that people have not heard. So I will go to risk so people can hear. I have a niece that was killed in the mission field. Her parents, my sister and brother-in-law, still mourn for that. But she believed that rather than being comfortable here in America, she was going to go to Africa and serve God. And she died in the process, was, was killed in a tragic automobile accident. But to God be the glory. Because she was challenging her own process about lifestyle. And she said, I'm, I'm going to do what I think God wants me to do, not what's comfortable for me. Yeah, well, I, when I think about, I mean, Jesus obviously is the most incredible person who challenged the process mm-hmm. i mean he he says oh you you want life mm-hmm. then then lose your lose life. yours L- you want to gain the fullness of life then die to yourself yes and like that is so upside down so uh help a co-worker don't try to compete and beat them i mean i'm preaching to myself now because i'm a competitor and i always wanted to win but 
when do we stop and say, uh, I probably ought to help them succeed instead of just me? That's challenging the process. That's, in fact, that's leadership because then you would be pouring into somebody else. You would put their needs more important than your own. Hard to do. Uh, you know, I, By the way, it's why it's called the leadership challenge. <laughs> so I was in Europe one time, and I said, it's not the, Euro, it's not the leadership cakewalk. Now, what's a cakewalk? I don't know how to explain that. But, uh-huh. you know, this isn't easy stuff. This is, uh, if you want to lead, it means you're going to, just like Jesus, he, he didn't go the easy way. He went the hard way, and he wants us to go the hard way. Mm. And yet everything in my nature Take it easy. wants to go the easy yeah. route, but that's not the way of life. It's like physical training. I mean, you you push your body, and then it rebounds and it gets stronger. You don't just you don't go take a nap at the gym. You go work. You you, you, you challenge the, your own process of rest, for example. But you also know to get good rest. It's it's so the upside down of Jesus. I'm I'm just I just marvel at these principles that are coming from you know this research from these professors. And yet it's the exact yes. life of Jesus. Yes. Pretty cool, huh? It's, it is like <laughs> very cool. Okay, so Jack, um, challenge the process. Mm-hmm. That's number three. Let, let's just introduce number four, and then we'll unpack it uh, in the next segment. Enable others to act. So en- enable, enable them to act. So Jesus leads us, but he does an amazing thing. He gives us the tools to be good followers. So how does Jesus enable you to act? How, how, as your leader, how does Jesus, he gave you two or three things that are oh, pretty important. Come on, Kurt, this is a test. Oh, oh my goodness. One of them sitting know, right over there somewhere. Well, the, the, uh, the, uh, the thing that I think that we get immediately is the Holy Spirit. Yeah, absolutely. And Jesus says, in fact, it's, it's so much better that I leave this earth mm-hmm. so that when he comes, he will come in all the fullness of, of God. And will live in us. Holy Spirit, he gave us the word. He gave us the fellowship of others. You know, plans fail for the lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. So he has enabled us. So it's interesting. This research says good leaders enable others. So uh, when I was running a lending institution, and I expect everybody to remember 60,000 names, uh, I had to give them the tools to do that. Mm -hmm. I had to enable them. So we did a customer relations management system. Wow. You know what, Jack? I want to continue to really talk about how do we do that as dads and as husbands and as leaders. We need to take a break. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back on our third segment and talk more about enabling others to act. And then we'll finish up on our fourth segment uh, with encouraging the heart. So come back and join us on Solid Steps Radio. Solid Steps Radio. 